Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Aftcast Tenerife Afternoons. I'm your host, Tim Dowd. It's Tuesday, 23rd of February, 2021. On today's show, as normal, we're going to have a look back at the weather. Got the latest COVID. Then we're going to look at the website of JanetAnscombe.com to see what the headlines are there. And have a dip into the government website, GobellianoDeCanarias.org. I've also been invited to an Adeji communications group and I get emails from them with information. We'll look to see what they've sent us there today. Don't forget to like, subscribe and ring that little bell for notifications. Download or whatever you do with podcasts. Join us on Instagram for pictures of my food. And don't forget, Facebook at LWMST. Well, there's going to be plenty of weather in the next few days, so they say. This is the AFCAST, so we're going to look backwards. We had a little bit of a Kalima last week, but the last three days now has been pretty good, like a British spring day. Blue skies and wispy clouds. Temperatures in the low 20s during the day, out in the sun, way up there, maybe even 28, 29 degrees. And also in the night, it didn't drop below 19 until I went to bed. That was pretty late, about 2 a.m. They are promising sunny, cloudy days for the rest of the week and a little bit of a drop in the temperature, but uh, nothing to write home about. And we'll let you know tomorrow whether they're right or not. That was it for the weather, really. It's sunny all day, every day. COVID-19 update. So it's two o'clock on Wednesday the 23rd and I have the figures for yesterday on the 22nd. The Canary Islands total 6,148 which is slightly down from the day before, of 6,252, which isn't bad. Uh, Unfortunately, the rest are not good news. Tenerife, 2,244, which is one up. Arona, 80, which is up from the day before. Adeki, 107, up. And Granadilla Diabona, 87, which is up. So, seven-day average is also up, unfortunately, at 44.7, and we're still in level two. So that was the COVID for today, or for yesterday, 22nd. Let's move over now to JanetAnscombe.com to see what the headlines are there. We have a few uh, a few articles today. Uh, one of them is, Have Computer Will Travel? Is this you? The Canaries are calling for you to come as remote worker. And CanaryCast, Cleo's and Janet's podcast. Another one, 
Cabildo reopens journey to the centre of the earth as guided tours recommence at the Cueva del Viento. Okay, a lot to read today. Um, I'll probably just read the first couple of uh, things, unless it's really, really compelling reading. But I'm sure that if you go over to JanetAnston.com, you can read them all yourself and look at the pictures, of course. So we're going to start off with uh, the lead article here, which is Have Computer Will Travel? Is This You? Apart from wanting to direct tourism towards more sustainable models for the future, Turismo here in the Canaries is paradoxically not just looking towards tourists at all, but has launched an initiative to appeal to remote workers. In announcing the move, Regional Tourism Minister Yaiza Castilla said that there is a new teleworking sector in these islands, was already growing, and that expectations were that it was now developed twice as fast as previously expected because of the pandemic. Castilla said that the Canaries are being marketed as the office with the best climate in the world. The strategy will focus on three main approaches, generating a culture of remote work in the regional tourism sector, encouraging international companies to choose the Canaries for their employees to work remotely in islands that are ideal for offshoring and attracting remote workers by promising the brand values that interest them. The initiative seeks to consolidate an annual volume of 30,000 remote workers and digital nomads, numbers that are growing all the time as people are increasingly required to work from home, in inverted commas, and increasingly resistant to the idea of returning to their office. Originally, Castilla said, the government had envisaged this plan being developed over the next decade, but they've cut that estimate in half because the sector is clearly booming. It's doing so indeed throughout Spain, which the country is now actively promoting. But here in the Canaries, we have a year-round climate, affordable prices and safe environment, excellent communications facilities and an outdoor culture. If you have a have-computer-will-travel attitude, the very clear message is, what are you waiting for? And she adds a video of the whole presentation. And if you're not already subscribed to Janet and Cleo's podcast, The Canary Cast, then you go and look at it at your favorite place, or it's actually on anchor.fm uh, under the name of Cleo O'Flynn. But uh, if you just search for Canary Cast and make sure you see Cleo's name, then that's the one. Update for 22nd of February. Here is today's podcast where Cleo and I were joined by Currencies Direct, Carol Sleesman. So we're covering money, bank charges, as well as the new criteria for residents to enter Spain. That'd be quite interesting. So nip over then to anchor.fm slash Cleo underscore O'Flynn, I think it is. I'll put a, uh, a link in the description. And um, Or you can just go to your favorite podcaster and look for CanaryCast. Make sure you see Cleo's name and then subscribe to that one. So let's go back to the headlines again. And the last one that I'm going to do today is Cabildo reopens the journey to the center of the earth. A guided tour recommence at the Cueva del Viento. Okay, read more, it says here. Nice pictures of the caves, which are actually lava tubes, I believe. Okay, and the picture is from the government, so it's the official picture there. The Tenerife Cabildo has reopened the Cueva del Viento in Icod de los Vinos for visits adapted to the COVID protocol. The Cueva del Viento is the largest lava tube in Europe, 
thought in fact to be the largest in the world after four similar ones in Hawaii. Its underground passages form a huge labyrinth of networks for what's thought to be over 17 kilometers and through these howl the wind, hence the name of the cave, which was formed by lava flows from Pico Viejo, obviously a little while ago. The Cabildo says that the visits will be for groups of six, accompanied by a guide, taking three hours in all. The website for further information and booking is here, and she puts a link to there, so you need to go over to janetanscombe.com, have a look at that article and the link is at the bottom there. I'd like to thank Janet Anscombe for allowing me to do this and don't forget, go to janetanscombe.com So let's have a quick look at the government websites gobiernodecanarias.org so their leading headline is Canaries work with projects for 8.8 billion euro investments bankable with EU recovery funds. That sounds interesting. Uh, a couple of other headlines there. The government executed 95% of the 2020 autonomous budget. Uh, health confirms 159 cases of COVID in the last 24 hours. Turismo de Canaries launches a strategy to turn the islands into an office with the best climate in the world. So that was uh, relating also back to, to the uh, article I read from Janet. And quarantine in a hotel in the south of Tenerife, general test of the measures before COVID-19. Uh, I might read that one, actually. That's probably more interesting for you guys. So let's uh, head over to this one. So this has been translated by Google on the fly. If anything I don't understand, we'll nip over to the Spanish and see if we can get a better translation for you, but it's usually pretty good. It says, quarantine in a hotel in the south of Tenerife, general test of measures before COVID-19. Okay. Uh, Sub-headline sub there, this February the 24th marks one year of the quarantine for 14 days of almost 1,000 people in a hotel in the south of Tenerife. A precedent in the measures and protocols of action against the pandemic. Okay, so this is the uh, the one-year anniversary of the uh, the quarantine in the H10 there by, by La Caleta. Okay, let's see what they have to say. This February 24 marks one year since the quarantine for 14 days of almost 1,000 people in a hotel in the south of Tenerife. The unprecedented decision was taken after confirming the positive for COVID-19 of an Italian tourist staying in the hotel complex in Costa Adeje. The first case to be registered in Tenerife just a few weeks after the first positive cases declared in Spain of a tourist of German origin on the island of La Gomera. Uh, coordination, collaboration, interdisciplinary work, response capacity and means are the main keys with which the professionals of the Canary Health Service and the Canary Emergency Services who led the coordination of the health operation, which a year later could be seen as a general trial for the measures and situations that were going to become a daily occurrence just a few weeks later. So go ahead and have a look at that. It is gobiernodecanarias.org, link in the description. And that's all I'm going to read today from the government. So I've got a new segment here, which is the Communication Adeje. Communication Adeje is a group of people, and they send out information per email 
to the press, and uh, I've actually been um, I've actually been singled out as somebody who might be interested in it. So the the latest one I got was the Smart Eco Working Group release and photos. So let's go ahead and read this. Adeki, 22nd of February. Adeki brings together the local Smart Eco Working Group. The meeting was called to outline the primary conclusions of the Adeki Council and to develop and launch a series of questionnaires for local businesses and general Adeki public. So on March 23rd, 24th, 25th and 26th, the iSmart Eco Cooperation Mission will launch designed to improve digital competitiveness among companies and business persons in the MAC, which is the Madeira Azores Canarias Zone, under the umbrella of the Programme for Territorial Integration, Interreg MAC 2014 to 2020, between Spain and Portugal. That's interesting. A technical member of the ADECI Council from the Department of Economic Development under the Councillor Raquel Rodriguez Alonso and the President of the AECPA, the ADECI Association of Business, Commercial Enterprise and Professionals, representing the commercial interests of the borough, have been leading the first meeting of the ADECI Working Group as part of the Smart Eco Project. During the virtual meeting, the group arrived at their first working conclusions and presented a series of questionnaires for local businesses and the general Adeki public. With this working group, they are working to define the actions needed for an intelligent economic digital strategy. Adeki's working group is made up of different key players in the borough so that we can count upon relevant perspectives, opinions and expectations so that more can benefit from the project's actions, said the councillor. She goes on to say a lot more, but I'm going to save that and uh, just copy and paste it into the description there. Okay, so uh, that was Adeki Communications Group. Thank everybody for listening today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and ring that little bell if you follow us on YouTube, LWMST. Don't forget we have a Facebook page at LWMST. And this podcast, which is anchor.fm slash LWMST, or your favorite podcast program. If you like pictures of food, I publish my dinner to Instagram. Living with MS, MS Tenerife. I'll start that again. <laughs> to Instagram, living with MS Tenerife. Living with MS in Tenerife. I'll start that again. We publish to Instagram. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank everybody for listening today. And don't forget, if you've got any issues or problems or questions, go to timothydow.com. And there you can send me a message. Learn how to sponsor the channel. Join me live Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 5.55 or read the blog. That's it for today. I'll see you all tomorrow. Goodbye now.